So let me talk a little bit about the two films under discussion this week by Usman Samban, uh, Black Girl and Mandabi. They both come early in Samban's uh, actually quite long career. And as uh, I mentioned in class and as part of every sort of first or second line of any article written on Black Girl, it was the first major uh, release from Sub-Saharan Africa. But uh, for me, and then just two years later is Mandabi. And for me, what's interesting is to think these two and to watch and think about these two films together. I think they need to be paired partly because of their proximity, 1966 and 1968. So we get a sense of, you know, Samban's thinking within a three, two, three year period. But also because um, the films are within the first decade of Senegal's independence. And we can see in thinking about the first decade of, of Senegal's independence, how Samban sees both the possibilities and limitations of that independence, of the meaning of, of, of the nation of Senegal going into the future. And in thinking about the relationship of, you know, the, the moment of independence and the values that then are imbued or that spread uh, throughout the, the ruling class, in, as well as the popular imagination, because both films are, the films are about both of those things. Uh, when when that, that imagination of self and imagination of nation uh, is, enters the post-colonial moment, Samban's making an argument in these films or trying to demonstrate with his characters, all of which he thinks are relatable and therefore, you know, they're not just characters, they're actually comments about the, the, the material and psychological realities of post-colonial Senegal. But, um, when that imagination of self and nation is still tied very deeply to France, the former colonial power, um, the post-colonial nation itself becomes subjected to what we would now call neo-colonialism. I think it's important that the neo-colonialism of both Black Girl and Mandavi uh, is not simply, you know, economic dependence, right, or economic relation, because colonialism itself was a political and economic relation, you know, an economic relation of extraction and, and impoverishment by the colonial power um, on the colonized, uh, but also uh, political in terms of who administers the nation, right? How education systems work, how economies work, and so on. This is important, I think, because you know, Samban is trying to demonstrate that in both cases. You know, Mandabi literally uh, means money order. So it's, it's about what this money sent from abroad, not by a wealthy, successful nephew or son, but by a street sweeper, that even doing the most menial, low-paid labor, he is able to support his family in ways that are going to keep that family alive and an extended family at that. You know, the nephew uh, in, in Mandabi doesn't work a fancy job, right? And uh, But he also doesn't have a small family to support. The money is spread through uh, multiple people. So that economic dimension is extremely important in that film. And in Black Girl, of course, as well, that the money for, uh, for um, domestic uh, work that, the, that Black Girl earns 
and um, sends back to her family is going to elevate that family or keep that family afloat, keep them, keep them fed, keep them out of poverty. So that economic relation in both of these Samban films absolutely remains intact just in a new form of dependency, right? It's not direct administrative dependency, but it is functional capitalist, global capitalist uh, dependency on the former colonial power. What's interesting to me about both films is I think they are most deeply about the problem of the disappearance, right, or withdrawal in the moment of independence, the withdrawal of, of political colonialism or political colonial rule, and then the immediate transmutation, right, the, the shift in form and kind of the political colonial to the psychological colonial, right, that is a way of thinking. I think that this is especially true in Black Girl because Black Girl is so much about Dioma's um, fantasy about what it would mean to live in France, right? To live in this resort town. That's reflected in the, the early part of the film where uh, she, you know, wears her nice fancy dress. She wears heels. She does her hair. She wants to, to look nice even as she is, you know, preparing food, taking care of the children and... Um, mopping the floors. I think that's one of the most uh, prominent images, right? That literally preparing the ground that the white people walk on is a huge part of, of her uh, work and becomes then her identity in the eyes of the French family she works for. But her fantasy about what it would mean to be a black girl in, in the south of France is part of a Samban's documentation of how romanticism about the former colonizer immediately spreads or even just remains in place perhaps. Maybe it was always there and just, you know, comes out in a different form or maybe it's enhanced in the moment of independence. This fantasy that the, col that the, the uh, colonial nation, France, is full of wealth and parties and luxury and, you know, maybe she could get just a little bit of that. Her desire for that and her fantasy that that's exactly what her domestic work in France will get her or at least afford her the opportunity uh, to, um, you know, partake, to participate in, is immediately corrected by the colonial and racial dynamics of the home, right, and of the relationship between employer and employee, right, the, the white French family and the main character uh, after whom the film is named. So when she has to reckon then with colonial difference, we could call it, we can call it racial difference, but I think colonial difference is, is the more appropriate language here. When she has to reckon with colonial difference, right, her life spirals into meaninglessness and ends in her suicide. And so I think there's a lot there that is about the actual French title of the film, Le Noir De, right? And that De, D-E, dot, dot, dot. Right, that's the title of the film. It has an ellipsis at the end. And that, you know, La Noir, right, that's this black girl. But what the English translation of the title misses in calling it black girl is the from or of, of in the sense of where you come from or where your origins lie. And then the ellipsis, right? Because she's a black girl, but where is she from? And it's dot, 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 because what Samban wants us to do is puzzle over that that how does Dioma right, understand her relationship of origin, right? Her fantasies about France, her life in Senegal, 
I think there are really important contrasts with her boyfriend who has, you know, one of the most important, especially in this moment of 1966, one of the most important uh, figures in anti-colonial and pan-African resistance, Patrice Lumumba, on his wall. But she doesn't share or at least doesn't articulate and embody any of those politics. One generous way to understand how she understands herself is what we would now call an Afropolitan. Right, an Afropolitan identity. That is, an African who is cosmopolitan, right, identifies with multiple cultures and places around the world. But that's really something that emerges uh, much later, right at the end of the 20th century, in this mid-century moment. You know, she may be fantasizing about something that we later have a name for and examples of, right? But in the immediate aftermath of independence, right, just barely five years in terms of the time of making this film, she is all is is you know only a fantasy in as someone from France right that's purely fantastical and she tests that and learns in the uh, in her in her reckoning with colonial difference to the point of suicide exactly what being from France as a black girl means but that idea then also of, of what it would mean to say the black girl from Senegal, right? That's what in France, which is where most of her story takes place, would be exactly the condition of her own death, of her own exploitation, of her sadness, of her melancholy. But when she's in Senegal, she also understands the place. She also connects to the place. She has family. She has friends. She has a boyfriend. Um and everything. But there's still this colonial relation. That's the neo of the neo-colonial that's operating at the psychological level, where this idea that where a really good life lies is in France. Right? The neo-colonial uh, dream that becomes a nightmare for her. That is, in some sense, a replication in terms of her own emotional life of attachment and identity. That's her own version of, of uh, psychologically of what politically was always the assertion through institutional uh, structures, through uh, impositions of language and dress codes and so forth. Uh, all of those things that would assert the superiority of France over anything indigenous to you know what was carved in 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 sub-Saharan Africa as. Senegal, right? It's not a natural country. Those are colonial borders through and through. But the assertion by the colonizer in the colony is always superiority. That then gets transmuted again in this black girl in France film and, and desire and fantasy, right? That ends in death by her own hand, right? A really terrible and tragic suicide. I think it's really important and it came up in class um, and we discussed it a bit like you know why she committed suicide is I think uh, under thematized in the film if we're thinking about this as a character study right that we don't learn enough about Duoma's uh, uh, inner life to really be able to say something bold and strong about her suicide, right? Her motivations, her kinds of despair she had and what language she had for it. We don't get any of that. But if we see her suicide, her life and her suicide as a political question and a psychological question that's rooted in political relations of colonialism, then I think we actually um, 
can understand plenty based on the title what her suicide means right that she has no place the place she wanted or imagined herself to be from right? she's naturally a sort of fancy life person but she can't be that in france and in senegal she's poor that's what colonialism does is renders you know almost everyone poor right a few elites who are wealthy that's part of mandavi right has those characters but um but she's she's stuck between what she wants to be and can't be in France and what she wants to be and can't be in Senegal. And that sense then of not belonging, that ellipsis, right? She's really not a black girl from anywhere. And maybe that is a sort of political psychological explanation of what leads her in this moment to suicide, where she understands that she has no place. So she has no place on this earth. She takes herself away from the earth. I think there's an interesting uh, uh, moment where of connection or element of connection then between black girl and mandabi when we remember that the the the, the title of mandabi is a wolof term for uh, money order right and a money order is something that's sent from france in this case to dakar right to senegal and when you know so it's it's this sense of movement back and forth like of being from the money order is from france but it's money sent to right on the other side of that ellipsis it's from france to uh senegal but of course what that money does right or just the existence of the money order is begin to dismantle what ibrahima the major main character uh says at the end right that 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 decent there is no place for decency in this country right it means that in this post-colonial moment and the reason why there's no place for decency is in part because it's ruled by the same kind of mindset, colonial, capitalist, bureaucratic, same mindset of the colonizer is embodied then in the elites uh, who are Senegalese themselves. Samban is really unambiguous about this at the visual level, right, where the, 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 the African clothing, right? The boo boo for for Ibrahima and other men, uh, in you know, in contrast to the Western style style suits in uh, in the city center, right? At the banks and the lawyer and the the nephew who ultimately steals the money order from him and leaves his family, you know, to starve and beg, basically. Um, the the difference between dress is an, an, a visual uh, dramatization of this difference. But what I think combines the two films or unites or threads together the two films is this sense that um this sense that what comes from france and it comes locally uh in the end for uh dioma and black girl but also comes to her as she's sitting on that corner trying to get job a job as a maid as white french uh, tourists, uh, you know, walk by and pick their maid, right? It's a sort of like people assembled on a corner to to, uh, to offer their employment services. And so in some ways that's like, you know, France sending something here, a white woman to come get a black person to take back to France to work for them. The money order stays, right? It doesn't, it comes from France and then it stays in Senegal. But both of those, both of the films, I think, schematize a world and tell a story of a world in which everything 
for Senegalese people. Everything that comes from France is death and destruction. It tears apart Ibrahima's family, right? His, his relationship with his two wives are put at enormous risk by this. He and his sister, right, their relationship falls apart. Of course, what's he going to do with this nephew who stole his money order? What is he going to do about the nephew who sent the money, right? That never got to the nephew's own mother and uncle, right? So the destructive character of that money order is not just because although it is partly because Ibrahima can't get an identification card in a bureaucratic state that's a grift, that's stealing money, that's deceiving and lying to people. You know, we didn't talk about it in class, but it's enormously important that he can't even get his photograph taken. He can't even get a visual representation of himself in the state. That's how alienated he is as a poor person in Senegal. That's how distant he is, how, how invisible he is, how absent he is from the national imagination. So anything that comes from France does all of these different levels of destruction in Black Girl and Mandabi. So I think when we think about, uh, when, when we want to uh, work through the problem of colonialism in these two films and neocolonialism, I think neocolonialism in that sense shows up in the ellipsis, right? in the, the dot, dot, dot after Le Noir de, right? And so the black girl from, and that from, if it, it, its connection to France is a condition of death. It's like Mandabi de, right? Dot, 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 right? The money order from, and it's from France, and it brings destruction. So in Black Girl, we have a little glimpse into this, it's my favorite scene, and we watched it in class, where um, Monsieur, the, the 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 Frenchman who takes you know his family, uh, the the father and husband in the family that that Dioma works for, when he goes back to try to give money to her mother, right, and she refuses it. Sambin works as uh, his character, right, who's the head of the the popular school, uh, works as a translator there. So he makes his, his speaking appearance. Um, and he's like, she says, you know, she doesn't want your money. And I love the mother's acting in that. That actor really, I think, conveys the contempt and rage about colonialism so well in the way she stares at him, glares at him, and refuses to even interact. So, so the, the head of the popular school, played by Sambin himself, right, he has to translate that for for. The Frenchman, he's like, she doesn't want your money and you should get out of here, right? Um, and he's chased away by the child, of course, wearing the mask, the very mask that uh, they had taken, right? And put in their apartment as a sign of, quote, African authenticity. What I like is that he's chased out by this figure of African authenticity. That African authenticity is what's going to drive out Monsieur, right? It's also going to drive out the French and Frenchness from the Senegalese nation, right? And that's why it's really important when the, the little boy pulls the mask down and you see his face. He's like, we got rid of them. Now it's time to look at me, the future of Senegal, right? So that old cliche, like the children are our future. But it's true, right? The child there represents this, this opening onto the future because he's chased away the Frenchman. I think that's so important because that's also, 
you know, the thing that gets unresolved at one level in Mandabi, right? We get no resolution because Ibrahim and his family are now essentially beggars again um, and dependent upon the generosity of their community, right? But I think that when we see these two films together, we can understand those last five, the last five minutes of Mandabi, you know, the moment where, you know, it's, it's reckoning or recalling so many of Ibrahima's statements at, at the beginning of the film, but also new statements that he makes, you know, when the, the investigator comes and asks about the, um, the money order, you know, I heard that this, you know, that, that it was stolen from you and all of that. And in those series of statements that Ibrahima makes, he's evoking, as the film has evoked over and over, so it's like a didactic moment where he's, uh, I think Samban's stopping and saying, I'm going to have this character dictate to you exactly what the film's about. I, I like that. I, I think it's good sometimes to just say, like, let me break it down here in the last five minutes. And, you know, when he says there is no decency in this country, and the, the person says, well, you know, it's, it's, it, we have to save it. Right? We have to save our country. And Ibrahima says, who's we? He said, you know, I says, you. And when we take that seriously, one of the things that's important about Ibrahima, right, is that his life is led literally on the edges of the city, right, all but walled off. He doesn't wear a Western-style suit. He doesn't speak French. That's such an important part of Mandabi that it's in Wolof and not French. It's a radical move. Um, in its moment, for sure. Um, but he literally, linguistically, in terms of his dress and in terms of the geography of the city, lives, you know, walled off, off on the edges in a little corner, right? But in that little corner, he and his community or neighborhood are able to embody, not purely, I mean, he's not romantic, Samba's not romantic about it. He actually does show how there is conflict around this, how there's there's um, struggle around this, but that the Islam practiced in this neighborhood, when it's practiced without the interference from the outside, without the money order, right? It's, uh, um, it's an Islam of welcoming, of hospitality, of generosity, and of privileging the communal over the personal. There's such a struggle, right, in those moments where one of his wives or both of his wives will say, well, we're out of rice. We can't just give rice away. And he's like, but they asked. They're hungry, right? There's that really important moment where the woman comes with her child and says, we haven't eaten in three days, and they're welcomed. This is Samban trying to say something about, like, if we aren't from France, right, if we are not de dot 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 France, either as black girl, right, or as the bureaucratic state, that that ultimately leaves Ibrahim and his family in uh, utter despair. If we live outside of the horizon of France, not, not you don't even have to call it pre-colonial, but an actual post-colonial, like literally having purged those colonial elements, an entirely different nation comes into view. And that entirely different nation, right, that entirely different nation is embodied in these Muslim values, right? Of generosity, of welcoming, and uh, of, of feeding those in need, of giving from your own bowl to those who have nothing. And so when, when Ibrahima 
argues for that and practices it in these key moments, I think Samban's trying to say, look, one thing, you know, as I mentioned in class, right, it's, it's also overlaps with some of the negritude movement uh, stuff from the 40s and 50s that really wanted to emphasize the sort of natural communalism or the, not natural, but like historical cultural communalism of uh, especially rural Senegal, but also, um, you know, of Senegalese people, of African people broadly. Negritude was always about this big story about Africans. But Sambin really makes it local, right? That this, this community set apart from France, set apart from the colonizer, has a natural sense of what internationally we would have called at the time communism. But they practice it at a different level, not in terms of state administration, but in terms of community practices, habits, and values. How are those values put uh, in crisis? They're put in crisis when something comes from France. The money order itself, the bureaucratic structure, right, represented by all of these uh, Senegalese men in Western-style suits. And so what the mother represents at the end of Black Girl, right, the refusal of France, right, and the way Samban, I mean, just visually, um, I'm going to uh, make the screenshot for this particular process piece, uh, screenshot from that moment where the mother refuses the money, right, and the way Samban films it so deliberately as this moment of, of elevated, uh, you know, almost sublime dignity, right? It's the dignity of refusing, right? But it's not just dignity of refusing, like, I don't want your money as just some sort of revenge statement. But the wisdom maybe of that takes uh, Ibrahima's, um, or that is at stake in Ibrahima's community, right? In his neighborhood, which is fighting off those French values, those colonial values that pit one, you know, person against another, right? And embracing a different world, right? A world without France. That's the mother refusing the money. That's Ibrahim at the end saying like, you know what? We have to learn to live without dependency, right? And that living without dependency is an economic question, but it's also a political psychological question of how we imagine ourselves, right? The Oma, right? Even Ibrahim may be fantasizing about how much this money is gonna change their lives. Although he never has any indication that he wants to be French or that he wants to wear a Western-style suit, right? Which is the symbolism of all of that. So all of this is to say, and you know, just to wrap this up, what I, I find so many things really interesting about these two films, and what I really uh, you know want to emphasize is this relationship of, of dependency and independent to independence. That at the moment of independence in 1960. Dependency doesn't go away because dependency is in part an economic question, right? How, how do uh, poor nations right, stay afloat? How do families right, who are poor and can barely uh, afford to eat and to, to, um, to be sheltered, right? how do they survive? Well, this dependency of you know, going to France and sending back money. Right, so that political, uh, sorry, economic uh, dimension, but also the political psychological, in terms of how we fantasize what good life is, what success is, what a meaningful life is. And I think it's really uh, quite binary in Mandavi, right? It's the good guys and the bad guys. I think Black Girl is more subtle 
about it because Dioma really is not an abject character for Samban. He's, she's someone, and I think the fact that she's a young woman is really important here, where he's thinking like, well, you know, young people want a sense of adventure, right? They want to like live a little fancy life, right? They got the rest of their lives to, to be old and domestic and, you know, whatever, right? To live the life of Mandavi, right? But the, in living in that, in wanting that nice life in France, right? That desire of a young person is also like so many desires of young people, actually quite laden with naivete that unfortunately for her, she overcomes that naivete in a moment of absolute despair where she takes her own life. In each case, the presence of France and Senegal, the presence of the colonizer among the formerly colonized is death and destruction. And so what other kinds of worlds are possible? He gives us a glimpse in the case of the mother at the end of Black Girl. And he gives a sense of that in that moment of, of Ibrahima's self-reckoning around what it would mean to privilege decency and to welcome the hungry mother and her child, right? That this is an alternative way. This is an alternative path. And in that way, to as my sort of final note here, what I love about these two films is they show Samban's ability to tell a deeply political story about the history of global colonialism and dependency and neo-colonialism after uh, waves of independence. But he's able to tell that story through very intimate characters who have such singularity and such dimensionality to them so that we actually are learning about people, right? People he's imagined or in the case of Black Girl read about and then reimagined. We're seeing his imagination of characters and his engagement with that imagination and giving it depth and dimensionality. But in that depth and dimensionality is this wider story about it, what about what it means for the former colonizer to still exist in the in relations of economic dependency and in the political, psychological values and institutions of the post-colonial state and its citizens. <laughs>